Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. Pretty Okay Podcast. I'm Samantha Welker, and today I'm so stoked to be hanging out with the owner of Native Poppy and my personal favorite professional stage diver and dinosaur lover, <laughs> Natalie Gill. Hello. Hi. <laughs> that, like that, that, that was so good. I was trying to think this morning. I'm like, if I had to describe Natalie to people, how would I do it? And I'm like, well, stage diving, dinosaurs, flowers. That kind of sums it up. I... Yeah, that's what I strive for, you know. I This morning I sent an email about there's a dinosaur park that you can go visit in Argentina. I was like, well, now we got to go to Argentina. That's amazing. No style. What does that mean, though? Oh. Like, well, okay. Because they're know. not alive. No, it's like a, it's, it's like, I don't know, there's just giant life, like, realistic life-size statues of dinosaurs in, like, oh, this, crazy. I don't know. Like the one that's in Palm Springs or whatever, but, mm. like, a bunch of them? But, like, real looking. Like, okay. I'll show you a picture okay, later. Yeah. I don't know. We'll put it in the show notes yeah. so other people can go to Argentina. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to sign up for, I don't know, I'll find it in the show notes. But there's, like, a daily email I get about, I think it's called Discover, the Discover email. And it tells you, like, places to go see in the world. And it's pretty amazing. That sounds really smart. Like a smart person email. <laughs> I don't get those kind of emails. <laughs> um Okay, so let's just start out with the basics. For anyone who isn't familiar with Native Poppy, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Okay, Um, five years ago, five and a half years ago, I decided to become a florist. Um, Just really wanted to do something I was passionate about. And I didn't know what that was going to be, but I wrote this list. And I was like, okay, what do I want my life to look like? I want to work with my hands. I want to have something that's always changing. I want to be my own boss. I want to do something creative and um, feel connected to nature. And I was like, okay, what is that? And Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was florist at the time. And then I just was on Pinterest one day and I saw a flower arrangement and I was like, oh my God, light bulb moment. That's a job. I want to do that. I think I can do that. That's awesome. And it had no startup costs. You needed a bucket and (laughs) parachuters, you know, and it was just like, And I just started teaching myself and I was like relentless just every single day. It was my focus to learn floral design, to learn about the industry, to network. Um, And I then I was doing that and just doing wedding flowers on my backyard patio in Normal Heights, San Diego. And I um, decided then that I wanted to expand the business. I was loving it. I'm also like anything I do, I go 
full balls to the walls. Balls to the yes. walls. Same. I just like so I was like, okay, <laughs> how can I go invest more in this? How can yeah. I make more of an impact? And I decided I wanted to open a retail shop. How far into the into yeah. doing flowers were you? It's probably only a year and a half maybe closer to two years yeah I just like started figuring out what I was doing in design and then I just I don't know it just felt like I saw the need in the market for it like there were um there are flower shops that are beautiful but there's like a lot of old school flower shops red roses baby's breath whatever and I just saw like how coffee shops went from being like all like you know like what you saw on Friends, like Central Park, like these right. old school tufted couches, dust to like Starbucks to then like new wave, right. fancy coffee shops. And I just saw the need for a flower shop that was new and fresh and like was focused on customer service and that things were beautiful and that, you know, and I just had this idea that I could make this flower shop that people really wanted to spend time in yeah. and like create this, give other people that experience of playing with flowers and like, making flowers a part of your life because it really is so important to your mental health it's to true. be around them. I, yes. Yes. I. That's like my Sunday routine is my flowers. I love seeing that on Instagram. It's my so little sweet. Trader Joe's flowers. So, I love Trader Joe's. <laughs> that's where I started my career, Trader Joe's flowers. Like oh, I just, good. See, I'm on my right path. I'm going to take over your job. Good ones. You, you should. <laughs> okay. Hire me, please. <laughs> I think um, you're kind of busy. I am a little, but... You know, I would never turn down playing with flowers, ever. <laughs> um, so you opened the shop with communal coffee at the same time, right? Yes, we found that place, designed it, signed two leases, went into business together. It was a coffee shop and a flower shop, Flowers on coffee on the left, flowers on the right, <laughs> and it was, it was really fun to get our start there. Yeah. Um, it was wild. Like, it was wild. It was such a fun experience for the customer to come in and get coffee, be able to shop our flowers. Like we had, we were all positioned on one long bar. So the experience was just really just kind of magical to see the baristas pulling shots and then see florists making arrangements. And it was great. Um, It ended up becoming a little difficult as we were expanding to keep operating out of there. Right. Um, And then about two and a half years in, Meg and I, Meg is my business partner, we decided to open a shop up in North County. We wanted to expand. We wanted to see what a native poppy on its own could be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unexpectedly, we were we moved out of communal coffee, and so we did a second shop in South Park. And so in the last three and a half months, I've opened two shops now um, that are standalone native poppies and uh, we let go of the first shop. And so we've completely kind of like pulled the rug out from under us and just are trying to figure out what it looks like to be in business on our own and have two locations. And it's it's, kind of insane. It is kind of insane. like a five-year period, what you've done from beginning to now is like, I think what a lot of people dream of, honestly, because you've had so much growth in such a small period of time. And when you started, I don't know if you remember this, but I was there on your opening day. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't remember that, but I do remember you sitting me down to help me with numbers and business coaching (laughs) very early on. And I was, like, so overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was doing. I couldn't even process it. I, like, was not there. Yeah. 
it's well you're not alone in that that's a I lot of people you're their opening day. I was I was very pregnant and <laughs> I made Steve because it was Mother's Day yes and I made Stephen come with me and I was like you're gonna buy me some fucking Mother's Day flowers <laughs> yes. this is what they <laughs> should look like because I really you this is gonna make me sound like such like a controlling person but I am but like Steven used to go to the places you talk about with yeah. the baby's breath and Gerber daisies up the wazoo yeah. and stuff. And I like, I had to train him. It took about six years in yeah. our relationship. Be like, this is what my flower should look like, okay? Don't go to the buy me these anymore. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> that's all spark I want. Joy. All no. I want are flowers. Like for my birthday and Mother's Day and whatever. I'm like, I don't need shit. I just want flowers. But I want them to be good flowers. It's the best gift. I actually got native poppy flowers delivered to me on Friday. Taylor sent them to me. Oh, that's so nice. After we launched the website. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. She's like, did they turn out okay? I was like, yeah, of course. They're native poppy. They look great. That's so nice. (laughs) That's so sweet. We're trying. Yeah, you guys are doing a really good job. And when you started, Meg was not your business partner. No. So tell me about that. Yes. So Meg came to me when we, she, she saw, we painted a mural on the outside of the building that said Coffee Plus Flowers, and then she came to me and said, hey, I saw, or she sent me an email, hey, I saw you're opening a flower shop, like, I would love to be a part of it in some way, I'd love to work for you, can I? And I was like, oh my god, I do not have my shit together, I don't know, I can't hire anybody, I don't, I literally did not think that I needed anybody to work there. I yeah. literally, she and I both remember me saying to her, I was like, I don't know what I need you to do, but maybe you could, like, babysit the shop if I have to go do an errand or something. Like I Thinking l- you would just be there all day, every day, doing everything. Seven days a week. Yeah. I thought I would be open <laughs> it and close it seven days a week, and, on, and I would be able to still do all my weddings on the side, yeah. and I'd be able to, like, run all of the things that need to happen for the shop and have a life, and, like, you know, that's... That's, this is why I'm in this position. This is why I've grown two shops in five years, because I'm fucking crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> the best people are, though. I don't, like, I have the vision, but I, like, don't think about the steps. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so she was, like, I want to come work for you. And she tells a really funny a story that's, like, a little exaggerated, where she, like, makes me look silly, but whatever. <laughs> I love her. I sent her text messages this morning. I was like, I miss you. I haven't seen her in three days. That's oh, no. Her. So, anyway. She came to work for me day one, and she I think she just loved it. Because day one, we opened, and it was Mother's Day. And I didn't know that Mother's Day was the biggest flower day of the year. <laughs> yeah. And it was opening day, and we didn't even have a cash box. Uh-huh. We had no way to take, like, future flower orders. We didn't have a website. Um, and we stood there next to each other from 8 a.m. until 6 or 7 p.m. when we closed. We didn't even go to the bathroom. Neither oh of us went to the bathroom. We didn't eat. I think Stephen went to go get us tacos, and I think we were like had flowers in one hand, and we are like, took a bite of a taco all day. And at the end of the day, though, she was like, that was awesome. When am I coming back? You know? And so it was like, you have to love that. Yeah. And that that's what it has been like for the last three and a half years. It has been crazy. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've created more structure. We've hired people. like, But she just, it was her, and she worked three days a week, part-time, and then slowly but surely, just her attitude and the way she took ownership of things and, like, just her attention to detail and her customer service and who she is. She showed up every day, like, with her hair done and red lipstick mm-hmm. on, oh ready God, to go. Oh, she's such a babe. It's she ridiculous. Is. She's so <laughs> amazing. She just cares so much. Yeah. And it was just part of her. And so then... Um, 
I don't even know when it was, maybe a year ago now, she approached me and she, and we, like, people have approached me about investing in the company, and I always think, wow, that's so, like, it's an honor that you want to invest yeah, in my company. Yeah, that's a great sign. So amazing. So sweet. Like, and, yeah, I need the money. Sure, great. Let's do it. <laughs> but then I never felt right and never panned out. Like, and then it always just came down to, like, why should I sell you a percentage of my company? I'm the one who's responsible for everything. Yes, you're going to give me money, but that's a short-term yeah. investment. When, like, you know, like, I had somebody approach me recently about giving me an investment, and it just, they didn't even ask me what my business plan was, what my five-year goals were, what anything was before offering me money. And so at the end of the day, when I needed the money for the build-out, but I was thinking about, like, what is it worth to give me $100,000 now, but I have this plan to have, like, 20 shops. So, like, why should you own 10% of my company when you're not going to be involved in the day-to-day operations of it? Like, so that just kind of painted it so clearly to me. And then Meg said to me, she goes, you know, I have a little bit of money put aside and I really would love to invest in the company if you would have me. And I, like, I'm not married right now. I don't, I... I don't know. I just don't understand that. But when I signed the contract with her for her to become, I'm like going to tear up again, to become part business owner, I felt like we did. We got married in business. Yeah. And it's just, it was so sweet. I just trust her fully. And I just believe that she will put the company, her being involved and her having an ownership stake makes everything better. And so That's now awesome. she's a part owner and it's amazing. That's so great. And it's like, she's been with you since day one. She's been invested since day one. Like, to me, that's such a good natural progression for a business partner. Because I know a lot of people, like, they'll start out a business with someone. And then you start working together. And you're like, "Mm, this isn't really working. Like, I have a friend that that just happened to where they just were like, fuck it. And went their separate ways. One of them had to buy the other one out, right? Mm -hmm. Which is how it usually goes. Um, But you guys kind of did it almost backwards. but. It's perfect for you guys. It is so difficult being in business with people. Like, it really is. I've seen so many business relationships sour. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that in some ways. Um, And it's, it really is difficult. And a lot of people tell me, don't go into business with anybody. Like, you shouldn't do it. And I also probably might give people that advice. But this just felt right. It's like you're not going to marry everybody. You marry one person. And she is my business wife. Like she, I don't know. I hope she's not creeped out listening to this. A business polygamist. (laughs) I know. She's like, and I'm changing my mind. Guess what? I'm not coming back from maternity leave. (laughs) That's my worst nightmare. You're a little too obsessed with me. That's so funny. So you and I work together. That's how we know each other. Yes. Um, we worked together for a little bit back when the shop opened. So you, And you kind of touched on it a little bit and how the shop has evolved. Obviously, you have more locations. But from that beginning till now, what else has changed? Okay. You obviously have more people, right? Yes. This is, okay, Meg always tells me, she's like, do not tell people this story about the time I peed in my pants at work. I heard that story. You, <laughs> you told did? Me that story okay, good. Yeah. I feel like we need to share it on this podcast yeah. because this is real life. I jumped into owning a business without knowing anything. Mm-hmm. I did not have, I, like I said, I did not have a cash box. I did not have a website. I did not know anything about a brick and mortar retail shop. Yes, I did my due diligence. I interviewed people. I went and shadowed at other flower shops. I like 
had an idea of what I wanted. I had some of the elements and I knew the vision, but like the pieces, I didn't understand yet. Yeah. So I was just, and to open the shop, I took out a small loan, but I also had to book weddings right and left, like for cheap. I just needed people to book because right. I needed their deposits and whatever. Yeah. So that year that we opened the shop, I had 36 weddings, which is a pretty oh heavy wedding load. That's a lot. On top of owning a shop that's open seven days a week that I'm learning about that I had started out with two part-time employees. Um, yeah. And like they didn't, and I remember Meg when I was first talking to her, it's like, when do you want to work? She's like, well, three days a week would be great. I don't want to work weekends. And that's like when I needed somebody. So yeah. I think very quickly she started working weekends and everybody had to, but it was, um, so I was just in a really terrible place. And after, this is maybe three, six months in, I don't know, but I had this weekend where I had weddings and I had to run the shop. And like, so I woke up on, you know, Thursday morning at, 5 a.m. to go to the flower market to be able to get all the flowers, come back to the shop, process them all. Then I ran the shop from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., 7 p.m., closed the shop. Then I stayed up all night to make all the wedding flowers. I went home to shower, came back to work, opened the shop another day, worked the shop all day, then stayed up all night working on wedding flowers, went home to shower, came back, opened the shop again. And on the third night, without sleeping, probably not eating, at 2.30 in the morning, I'm in the shop making garlands for this wedding, and I just realized that I peed my pants. I, like, literally <laughs> was delusional, so stressed, and I just, like, I remember just, like, falling to the floor and crying and being like, I hate this. And I, but that was, like, such a good moment, yeah. too, and I tell it because it's, I mean, yes, it makes me look crazy, but I was crazy, and I don't think that everybody who owns a business who's going to be successful, I don't even know if I'm successful yet, but, like, that doesn't mean you have to go to that extreme. It just kind of also shows like how disorganized I was and like, but also I was broke. I couldn't hire more people. I had to take on these weddings. I didn't understand delegation. Like, I don't know, maybe it, and I couldn't close the shop and I don't know. It was, I needed, yeah, it was insane. So anyway, what's changed? (laughs) That's the question. Well, when you and I started working together, we sat down at a table in, native poppy and communal coffee whatever you want to call it now um but and that was the very first thing you told me you're like look <laughs> I peed my pants the other day because yep. I forgot like I, I was just working and working and working and so I don't like I don't think it's a silly story honestly I think it's actually ridiculously relatable because people who dive into a business they have no fucking clue what they're starting like if you've never run your own business before and like had employees and had a location and all of the things that come with it it's kind of shocking how much stuff you don't know until you're in the thick of it right yes yeah yeah you have no idea and still still I get caught in this pattern of thinking oh I just have to do these emails it's going to take 30 minutes and three hours later you know I have an unrealistic expectation of how long things are going to take just and like I have a whole day planned, let's say, like, to, like, go to the shop, do this thing. But, like, owning two brick and mortars or just even when it was one, just the stuff that gets caught, like, you kind of need to build that into your schedule. Like, mm-hmm. like shit's hitting the fan time, you know? You have to realize that, like, the water pipe's going to break. Like, something's going to happen. The alarm, you're going to have to pay. Like, it's constant 
stuff coming at you. So yeah. I've realized that I need to create more negative time in my day, which is never, I've never had been like, oh, nothing's happening. Let me open a magazine. Like, You've no. always filled it up with always. something. That's so always. smart to create that space for like the shit, the shit hit the fan space. It's That's every so day. smart. Every day. And then that way, at least you've got that time blocked out and you're not yeah, no, but it's scrambling. not that organized. Well, I wish it was better. It could be. <laughs> Plant the seed in there now. <laughs> so when you started, you and Meg and then um, one other gal, right? That was part-time. Katie Hart. Katie, From yes. Odd Daughter. Right. Yes. yes. Who's in New Mexico now. Yes. yes. And she, still do, she just did our rebranding um, for our new logo and everything. So she's, she's so still good. involved. She's so good. So <laughs> talented. Um, we're wearing her brand color. We're wearing this burnt orange, both of us. Oh, uh, we are both are. This is her color? Yeah. Oh, we look good. Yeah. You're welcome, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now how many employees do you have? I think 14. Wow. We're, we've been going through a state of flux right now. So when I opened the second shop, I was overly confident. I like was like, we are doing great and everything's fine and I'm finally making money and paying myself. Let's do it again. And then I didn't realize, I'm like, it's so dumb. I didn't realize favorite. how hard it was going to be. Like yeah. it, it, we went back to zero. Like I haven't paid myself again since January. Dear Meg has like not taken pay for a while. Like we are, I still owe the contractors money. I still owe my furniture guy who's Meg's husband I still owe him a ton of money from building our furniture like we did not anticipate how much energy it took to start the first one I thought that we could build off of our like how established we are at the first location that would just go right to the second but it's I mean it's not dead but there have been days where it is dead three people walk in the store Mm -hmm. like the first month when bills were due it was slow. And I thought Solana Beach is 30 miles away from San Diego. And I was like, eh, what is that? But it's different. It is yeah. a different crowd. They don't it's know true. who we are yet. Like, it's not translating. So it was very naive. And so now I'm back again to working in the shop 16 hours a day. Like, not in the shop 16 hours a day. It's just, I'm working. Yeah. It's, um, thank God I have a team who's trained now. Yes. But it is, it has been really a challenging couple months and this whole year has been insane but since opening the second location we kind of thought naively like oh once it's open everything's going to be fine and it just (laughs) hasn't been but well part of the first shop too you guys had kind of this like I don't want to say like viral marketing Mm -hmm. but that whole like coffee and flowers mural that you were Mm -hmm. talking about drove so much traffic into the store. And so, like, you guys probably had more of, like, the exception rather than the rule to how well you did when you first opened. Because most businesses, when you first open, it's it's dead unless it's, like, an established, you know, like, salt and straw, come get some fucking ice cream kind of thing. But, like, it's, it's, I think people underestimate, like, it's not going to be the exact same thing when you start, it's not just a new building. Yeah. It's a whole new fucking business just under the same name, essentially. Yes, it really is. It's been nuts. Yeah. No, I haven't peed my pants yet. I don't well, think I will. I think it's, I'm not there, but it's... Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, my God. We can all set our goals. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and when you started too, didn't you have a girl who was doing all your finance and your HR and stuff? Wasn't there a gal? Yes, Jessica. Jessica. Is she still with you? No. Okay. No, she's not. But she came in to help with um, all of like the behind the scenes admin stuff since I, at the time, was really our only like trained force. And I was training my girls on the fly Mm -hmm. and they were learning totally and doing shop tasks and like... I just felt like it was more important for me to be doing the weddings, client meetings, training my floors, and then having her do our admin stuff. Yeah. Um, we've, sw- we've, she really set us up for success. Like she made a bunch of spreadsheets that we still use. Our first version of our handbook that we still, that we've adapted and it set the base though. And like she really helped. And then at a certain point I needed to hire more in-store florists and team members and uh-huh. then I could take those roles back on so then we transitioned out of that but now I'm looking to hire an admin assistant again because um, it's just I still do all of our emails that come into the shop and it's a lot the admin shit it really is um so for like people who are just kind of starting out and might not necessarily have the resources to hire somebody or outsource that kind of stuff what would your best advice be for them when they're dealing with the creative side, but also having to manage the admin side that nobody actually likes to do except for like me? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I have any advice because I'm still figuring it out, but okay. From my experience, it's, you need the admin stuff. You do need a handbook. You do need checklists. You do need somebody to help you systemize all of your processes. Like, If you're going to hire... I agree with that yes, so much. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to hire people to do the jobs that you're doing, you, it doesn't make any sense to just teach them and say, okay, now remember all that. You're going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Because also, what happens if they leave, if they're sick for a day? We need our employees to be able to come in and open our handbook and be like, okay, I forgot how to do this. Oh, here it is. Yes. Okay, here's my checklist. Like, I don't care if you worked here for three years with me you still have to do the checklist every day. It just holds people accountable to doing the things that need to be done in the shop. Um, so I would say make time to solidify those systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then besides that, emails and stuff, you know, I, I'm back to doing it myself. It takes a couple hours. It really does allow me to have my hands in my business a little bit, but I really am looking to outsource that immediately. Yeah. Um and just with May going on maternity leave right now, I think that's the one thing that I can do to be able to be more productive um, and to be able to increase my output at the shop. So I think that it's important. So what was the question is like, if you're... If you can't afford to pay anybody... You can't afford to pay anybody. To help you. Yeah. Your best advice. Is just, I would say that you block out part of your calendar and you say, okay, I need to make these systems so I can hire people yeah I mean if you want to expand I think it just you have to hire people well and that's an investment too for your business especially with the way you started because a lot of people start out with contractors and then eventually at some point move over to employees but you were an LLC right Mm -hmm. um are you still an LLC yeah okay and then you opened a business and you can't have contractors working as florist part-time right right when you're working at the same business that's a new California law or whatever Um, so you invested in the whole employee handbook systems, all that stuff up front. And I Mm -hmm. think that was so smart because it's like you said, like it 
as you scale, it makes it easier for people who aren't necessarily there every single day mm-hmm. to step in and know what the right answer is to do for something else. Yes. Um, and I think that, like, it's hard when you don't have necessarily the funds to start yeah. to pay somebody. And it's like, oh, I'm so strapped for cash already. I can't, like, I can't imagine going and paying somebody to do my emails or pay somebody to do an employee handbook. Yes. It's like, if you really want this to grow, you kind of have to look at it that way. 100%. I was just going to say that I think that my, the reason why I was able to invest in that is that my mentality is not a, save a penny, earn a penny. Mm -hmm. My mentality is invest a penny, grow the business. Like, so it's not hard for me to pay for things. Like technically I didn't have money every time I paid for something. I was not taking the money. Like I was not paying myself. I could have had way higher profit margins, but I don't want to work in my shop every day. Right. I want to have employees so I can do so I can grow the business. I'm so interested in that right now. I'm so interested in having a lifestyle outside of shop life. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't have the money to invest in it, but like, I was like, okay, if I want to pay for this service that I know will help solidify my employees and like help solidify our systems and grow the business eventually, how can I make more money to pay for this rather than like, what do I need to cut back to pay for this? You know, like, yeah, that's just, and that's just a fundamental part of my personality. I'm always like, so my boyfriend and I, he is very like, I don't have a lot of money this month. We need to cut back. I need to spend less on groceries. I need, we can't go out, whatever. My mentality is always like, how can we make more money? Yes. Like I'm the same way. Yes. I'm exactly the same way. And it's funny because my Steven's the way your Steven is. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, no, I'm not going to compromise. I'm just going to go make more money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do I need to do so an extra good. pop-up at work? Do I need to... Do I need to come up with something new, a new thing that I can, like, just, yes, how do I bring in more rather than cut back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's moments, obviously, where I had to cut back. Like, when we opened both stores, I was like, oh, crap. I don't need it. We, we had to lay off some people because we overhired, think we were going to be busier than we were. Mm-hmm. That's a cutback, but that's a smart cutback. You're not right. going to, like, pay people to stand around. Um, but, yeah, I think, so for me, I would just say figure it out. Pay for that stuff. Yeah. And... Don't pay yourself because in the long run, it'll be better. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, yeah, most people don't take a salary for what, like two years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, about two years for me. Third year, I felt great. <laughs> well, because you technically started a new business again. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, but you're the expansion, like, I think what a lot of creatives kind of get stuck in is the not looking at the big picture of things, you know, and mm-hmm. only looking at, like, I don't have any money right now Mm -hmm. or I don't have the people that I need right now. So I can't do X, Y, and Z where it's like, instead they should be looking at it like, okay, I want to do this. Here's what I need to do to make that happen. And I think that if more people did that, there'd be a little bit more success in the creative entrepreneur industry. There's a lot of fear. There's There's a lot of fear. fear. There's a lot of fear and scarcity mentality going on. There really is. Yeah. And I am no different than anybody else except that I'm a risk taker and I invest in things when, like, the money isn't really there. I, like, open stores when I don't really know I have an audience. I jump into things literally, like, and, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's not... 
I'm not saying that it's super smart because I'm very stressed, you know? Well, but like, I don't think you just like threw shit to the wall to see what would stick. You are a planner in your own way, you know? Like you yeah. have the big picture mentality. So I think with you, you know, you knew that you had to do those certain things that were expensive or whatever, but it wasn't just be like, oh, I'm going to try this and pay for it. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, right. it doesn't. No. Like you, you had a plan. Yeah. This is my money. This is my life. If it doesn't work out, I don't know what I'm going to do. So yeah. it, like I am, it is a lot to me. I hold it very close to my heart, but yeah, I just, I, if I catch myself in a scarcity mentality or like a, ah, I don't know if it's going to work out. I try to like, yeah push that down right away. There are so many fucking florists these days. There are so many florists. Like I said, it is the easiest job to start. It is the easiest yeah. career. You need nothing. So I also, I was thinking about becoming, well, like when I was th- like doing my job search about becoming a florist, there was an, I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll open a food truck mm-hmm. and I wanted to open like a, this is whatever, a s'mores food truck. And then I started adding up the cost. I was like, okay, I need to buy a food truck. That's $10,000 retrofit it, whatever. I need to buy, like, you have to buy materials. Like, yeah. to become a photographer, you have to buy a camera to become anything. I, I want to be a cake decorator. Like, I still needed to buy a stand mixer. Like, flowers had no startup costs. I needed a bucket. <laughs> and I Trader Joe's, so, yeah, that's kind of startup cost. Or I went around my neighborhood and foraged flowers, like greenery, succulents. I played with whatever was available, blooming on trees, just to be able to figure out the mechanics of how to flower range. It takes nothing. So it's, and it's just, it looks so good on the internet to become a florist. It's so easy. So like, yeah, there's a lot of florists. Are you guys doing weddings still too? So many. I did a beautiful wedding this weekend. Yeah, I saw that duh. Why did I ask that question? I saw your wedding. Yeah, I (laughs) love it. That has been... The focus has kind of been taken away from that, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised when people don't know we do them anymore because the shops are open. They need to pay rent. It has my, 90% of my team works on that right. solely. I'm the person who does all of our full-service weddings. but um, Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, you are a native poppy. You're I, who people are hiring. Yeah, I love it so much, and I'm really starting to get back into it, and I feel like again there's like a new layer new level and I feel like the weddings that I'm working on now are just really exceptional and all the details are there and the clients are cool and I've honed my skills and I'm just I'm really excited for the rest of this wedding season and then hopefully just keeping growing on that because that it fills my soul so much that's good which I mean and that kind of leads to my next question because one of the biggest things that I know creatives deal with is burnout Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've gone through burnout throughout the last five years. I've been burned out for the last <laughs> five years. So how do you kind of combat that? Like, what do you do to not completely just lose your shit yeah. and call it quits? Yeah. Um, I Well, I think I can't call it quits because I'm held accountable right now. I'm held accountable by my team, mm-hmm. the two stores that are open seven days a week by Meg and, you know, like, so I can't, I can't quit. I can't lay in my bed all day when I want to. Like, I have to get up. I have to check in on the stores. I have to keep the ball rolling. Like, yeah. I'm in leases. Like, if you ever, that's another thing. Like, if you ever are doubting it, just sign a lease somewhere and you will be committed. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to make it work. you have to make it work. <laughs> so I'm just, I have no option right now to, like, 
let the burnout get to me. Um, I definitely right now am in a time of extreme, like, crunch time. Mm -hmm. Like, just expanding. This is a time of extreme crunch. Like, I haven't exercised. I don't grocery shop. I don't go on walks. I don't go to the beach. I don't lay out in the sun. Like, I haven't done anything. I don't take baths anymore. I'm really not in a place of, like, good self-care. Uh-huh. It's, but in the past, I have. I've made time for that. I've gone to yoga. I've gone on walks. Like, that's a huge thing of inspiration for me. Listening to podcasts, listening to music, walking around the neighborhood during golden hour. Um hanging out with friends, like, going to a good restaurant, all of that stuff, just, like, giving a little bit back to yourself, binge-watching a TV show all day, um, that, that would be how I would combat burnout, but let's think, let me think, because that was a loaded question for me, just because right now I'm so... Well, and there's, there's seasons, like, there's ebbs and flows, you know, sometimes you're going to be able to handle it, handle creative burnout a little bit more than others, where it's, like, you just legitimately don't have the time. You have to get your shit done. Yeah. And I think as long as you know that it's temporary and that it's, like, sandwiched in between times yes. where you will get to refresh, there's just, like, kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Absolutely. Because um, if you don't have that light, that's how you just, you're like, fuck it, I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I haven't taken a bath in forever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that I just know that I'm, building something bigger than myself right now and that yeah the short-term stress the short-term like sacrifices are going to be worth this big picture and there's little moments that like send dopamine to my brain like you know getting getting to be featured on glare guide was a huge one for me that was so sweet and then we just it's won best I really like you in your house it was so <laughs> sweet there was just like little moments like that where I was like if you told me this was going to be me three years ago, five years ago, I've been like, no fucking way. Like, there's no way that's me. But I'm, yeah, I'm grateful for these opportunities. I'm grateful, like, we just got awarded Best Flower Shop by San Diego Magazine. That's so so sweet. That's so cool. So there's these things that, like, that are pushing me along. I'm getting these little blips of encouragement. Right. Um, And so that's, that's worth it. I think if I wasn't getting any positive feedback. And then also flowers in and of themselves are rewarding. It's true. I'm stressed, but at the end of the day, like, I did this, so this weekend, I wasn't, like, I can do weddings, like, the back of my hand now, but I still woke up on Saturday morning at 6 a.m., and I threw up. I was so nervous, and I was like, why am I nervous? Like, everything's fine. I have everything. I've done this 10,000 times now. Like, I I don't know, but I was so stressed, and then my left eye started twitching, and my <laughs> body was just, like, freaking out, And but then the reward is that when I got there and I saw all of the pieces come together and I saw how happy everybody was and just like how beautiful the event was because of the flowers too, it was, it's rewarding and it's like, I want to do it again. Yeah. And I'm highly competitive too. So (laughs) So I just want to keep upping the level of service, the level of art design, like the type, you know, so it's, it just is a, I just want to keep going. I'm just intrinsically motivated by flowers and by the business. And that's so good. That's so rad. Cause like, that's what you need. Yeah. I think keep that, going. yeah. Didn't you go to law school? No, no. I, uh, finance finance. Yeah. I did my, my MBA in finance, yeah. but it, yeah, it's kind of how you were saying, like, I wouldn't have expected myself to be here in five years. I'm yeah. like, 
I was supposed to be a nerdy numbers person. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm still a nerdy numbers person, but I'm like a nerdy numbers person in the creative industry. Yes, and yes. I never would have guessed that I'd be here. And so I think that that kind of goes back into the whole like big picture thing where it's like, you can't be so short-sighted and being like, well, okay, I'm failing at this now. It's clearly never going to work out for me. You know, yeah. shit changes every day. Yep. New things happen. People leave. People come in. You get new opportunities. And you met, you're never know where you're going to end up. But, like, so in your dream world, where will Native Poppy be in 10 years? Okay. Ready for this? It's I'm so ready. Okay. So I want to acquire a flower farm somewhere in Central California, probably somewhere that's close enough to a major airport like L.A. or San Francisco that is a close enough drive that people can, like, land and come in three hours probably Mm -hmm. or less. It's going to be a destination. So it's this flower farm. There's, like, rolling hills. There's big canopy trees. There's, like, a creek. And then um, we have a giant barn that but it's glass it's kind of like a greenhouse and it's a farm to table restaurant and there's tons of plants and trees and it's and we grow all our own food on the property it's like a michelin star chef probably um and then there's all these glass a-frame um cabins along the property but they're private and secluded and then you walk through these meandering paths through wild like through flower fields to get there and then each glass a-frame yurt has like a hot tub and a fire pit and our like restaurant brings food and breakfast in the morning and then there's like wild like cats and dogs and goats and stuff (laughs) and then there's like uh hammocks everywhere and then you know like the obamas are going to come stay there yeah uh beyonce is going to come stay there sure the shins are going to like come (laughs) there for like a whole month and record an album and I'm going to live there, and then I'm also going to have, like, a program where it's going to be, like, another barn with all these bunk beds, and that's where people come to learn about growing flowers and okay. can work, and, like, it's a work exchange program. So, you know, that's where it'll be in 10 years. No big deal. That's amazing. Um, that's <laughs> definitely the, like, most comprehensive 10-year plan I've ever heard, and I love it so much. Um, I don't even have a No one else needs it. to try. Like, <laughs> Natalie just won. Um, ironically, Rachel, our, our friend who it owns is. Siren Floral Co., we're talking about we're going to start a compound I that we're going to all live on that where we grow flowers because she went and just stayed at, um, what's the one, Ella Rose Yes. Farm. And I was like, um, I would like to live there, please. And yes. She said, yeah, me too. So that's our plan. So maybe we can combine this and we can all do it together. I would, I would love to. All I want is to, like, live on a compound with my people, you know, yes. everybody has their own house. Yeah. But we all live together. Like the babies can run around naked. We grow our own food and grow a shit ton of flowers. And yep. then my world would be complete. And goats. And goats, <laughs> yes. I love a, I love a good goat. I, for the longest time, kept asking Stephen to get me a pair of pygmy goats for Christmas. Oh, my God. He wouldn't do it. And I was so mad every year. I, I can't like, believe you guys made it through that. I know. I was like, yeah, Christmas was good. Still didn't get my goats, though. I, <laughs> lived out in the so, fucking mountains. Yeah, we could have had them. You really needed them. You need to get two. It's so I cute. Know. It's true. You can't. Yeah. They have to be in pairs. Yeah. Like, they can't be separate. Oh, my God. I want goats. Yeah. So we can have, like, a shit ton of goats on ours. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. My last question is my most important question. What is your favorite flower in the entire world? Oh, my God. (laughs) That is, that's like asking somebody with a bunch of kids to choose who their favorite kid is, you know? Yeah, but you know everybody secretly has one. Like, I'm my mom's favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. 
I must not be the favorite because I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. My favorite flower is this one that I've tattooed on my arm. It's called a scarlet pimpernel, and okay. it's a weed, and it grows in it grows in ditches. Like you've probably seen it. It's a tiny little ground covering, and it's a little peach five petal flower with a purple center, and then three little yellow stamens. And it's a it's smaller than a dime, and they're so sweet and so humble and <laughs> so pretty. And you can't use them in flower arrangements. And I just love them and then I moved into Steven's house and uh-huh. there he has them everywhere and he hates weeds and he says they're a weed and I'm like yeah but you actually can't get rid of these because I have it tattooed on my body it's my flower and yeah. if I ever die it's always going to remind you of, even remind you of me so you know you can't get Not rid morbid of them. At all. <laughs> I just pull a fucking weed because if I die you're gonna feel real bad <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's a relationship built on. So did you know they grew around the house before you moved in? Yeah, no. They grow everywhere. They oh, grow okay. everywhere. I, like, I used probably to pick would them know it if kid. I saw it. Oh, you would. It's, okay. I'll send you a picture. They're so cute. They just, okay. they grow in the grass. They grow on the side, in, like, cracks on sidewalks. And they're just these cute little pristine okay. flowers. And they're really sweet. It was not the answer I was expecting, so I'm going to have to look those up. Yeah, they're cute. I was expecting something much I know. More floristy. Yeah. I I love peonies. I love garden roses. I love clematis. I love fritillaria. I love tuberose. It smells so good. Gardenias, plumeria, um, hibiscus. I love every flower so much. Delphinium right now, light blue delphinium. You put some of those in my arrangement that Taylor sent me. They're so pretty. They're so cute. They're like little fairy flowers. I love carnations. I do. Dude, carnations get a bad rap. I actually like to get those a lot when I'm doing my Trader Joe's flowers because they last so long. And they have such good colors. The little like mauvey lilac ones they have and the bi-colored like rusty orange ones that they have sometimes. Mm -hmm. I always buy them. Yeah, they're good. Okay, so where can people find you? Um, you guys can find me at either one of my shops. Um, we have one shop in South Park and one in Solana Beach. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at hey.nataliegill. Um, and our website is nativepoppy.com. If you're looking to order flowers, we do delivery all over San Diego. We yes. also accommodate same-day deliveries. Um, we do wedding flowers. That one you're going to have to email me for. Mm-hmm. And we also have a wedding a la carte menu, which is adorable. You can check it out on it's the website. Cute. So cute. It's so easy. Add to your cart. Make your perfect wedding order. Pick up. Drop off at your location. Um, everything's beautiful. And it's a little bit less expensive than having me do the whole wedding and doing yeah. any installs and stuff. Um, and I think that's where people can find me. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and talking to me. Thank you so much. It's so in this sweet. Hot room. It was. It is a little hot. <laughs> I think the air turned <laughs> off, and I'm like, okay, now we're gonna wrap up the podcast because <laughs> I'm starting to sweat. Um, but I'm really glad that we got to do this. You were one of the first people I thought of when I was like, okay, I need to have some guests on this podcast. So like, sweet. Thank Natalie. you so much. <laughs> okay. Well, you can also find me at Pretty Okay Podcast on Instagram, Pretty Okay, O-K-A-Y. And then show notes will be on prettyokaypodcast.com. All right. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you. Okay. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>